Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 72. Today we're talking a bunch of roster moves, a Vanguard pick up Adren, MIBR and Luminosity swap Lucas1 and Phelps, Fury sign controversial five-year contracts, Ninjas in Pajamas sign Plopsky and release Dennis and announce GetRight's upcoming retirement from active play, the ESL Pro League Season 9 finals are won by Liquid and a preview for ESL 1 Cologne. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferry. Code Zero. Flush oh, This is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the truth? The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. CSGO podcast. The truth. CSGO podcast. The truth. CSGO podcast. Are we rushing in or are we going sneaky beaky like? Okay, we're just going to be talking news today. There's so much to talk about. Um, so the life part's going to have to wait. Let's just go through this in the order that I read it. Uh, Dren has been bought by the CIS team of Vanguard. He's replacing Fitch. Adren is, of course, a previous major MVP. The guy won the MVP at the PGL Major Krakow when Gambit won. Uh, most recently was a stand-in for FaZe. Hopefully, he's going to be playing a bit better than he was on FaZe. He was okay. He was kind of moderate, but he's going to be talking Russian again with these guys, I assume. Now, that is, of course, bringing that team to James, Kikert, Buster, Sanji, and Dastin, the coach. Fitch actually goes out of the team with a rating of 1.01. It's a shame to see him go, as we said a couple of times on this pod. He, it was so great to see uh, him hold a trophy a few weeks ago. Uh, but uh, Adren actually only has a rating of 0.93 right now, so it appears that Avangar just won a little bit uh, of experience perhaps in that team. Someone who's actually uh, held a lot more trophies and can uh, perhaps... Bring some more discipline to them. Who knows? MIBR and Luminosity have swapped Lucas1 and Phelps. MIBR uh, didn't have a great run recently at the EPL Season 9 finals. They went out to Liquid 2-0 in, I think it was Stage 3. And Luminosity got crapped on. Um, They didn't win a single map. Um, And it appears that a move that was scheduled for post-major has been rushed ahead. Phelps was the one on the chopping block because... Uh, quite publicly, Cold Zero came out talking about the problems in that team, but actually <laughs> mentioning the problems as coming basically entirely from Phelps. Uh, so he's gone out. Lucas One is in, and I think this might be the first uh, time Lucas will not be playing with his twin Henny or Hen One. Uh, some people online said that Phelps has been playing a lot better in Luminosity than, or what was playing better in Luminosity than he was, or at least with that core, than he was at MIBR, perhaps. Um, he has a bit of space for his aggression on that team, because as we know, he was originally kicked from MIBR because there were just too many aggressive players, and Fur was the top dog in terms of that sort of style. So perhaps there's more, going to be more space for him in Luminosity, and perhaps Lucas will be the more supportive team player that MIBR are looking uh, for. So it's a shame to see kind of Phelps come and go. I don't think many people were very, uh, I don't know, hopeful about that uh, reignition of the old roster. It doesn't seem to work uh, when it's happened in the past, and it certainly didn't happen this time. Now, Furia, the other Brazilian team that have just been sort of overshadowing MIBR recently, and in fact, I think rose to number five in the rankings, um, have announced that they signed five-year contracts. The players signed five-year contracts with the team. This caused a bit of consternation amongst the community because a five-year contract for basically anything is an absolutely insane amount of time. And I think it prompted uh, 
D- Jarek Lewis, aka DK, to track down their previous contract and publish parts of it online. That prompted the CEO of Furia to get uh, rather furious and uh, come out and <laughs> denounce basically everything that was in it um, because the previous contract revealed that the players were played a $1,400 monthly, monthly salary and yet had a $200,000 buyout, um, which seems a little bit unfair. And it also reported that the Furia management was taking 60% of whatever tournament winnings they had which I don't think seems to be quite uh, regular in terms of what's going on in other teams. Uh, The owner of Furia is named Andre Akari, um, and uh, he did come out and say (laughs) to HLTV, this was not the first time that someone tried to do us harm, and it will not be the last, but we will always be ready to openly answer every question. Our history has just begun. Thank you for your trust. Hmm... I mean, he did say a couple of times where I'm 100% being honest about this. So, I don't know. Anytime someone tries to assure me that they're being honest, I, I get a bit suspicious. Um, anyway, he uh, this new contract that they've signed, five years, which is absolutely insane, apparently is that long for the sake of uh, commercial prospects. I don't understand how that works. Uh, it doesn't seem like if I was a sponsor, I would want a bunch of players who may be itching to get out of a contract <laughs> representing me two years down the line but who knows uh art the igl of furia came out and said it was negotiable this new contract but everyone was pleased with the offer and what people don't get is that our relationship with furia is based on trust if it's based on trust then uh, art why are you signing a contract in the first place doesn't really make any sense um he said we all have the conditions to take a reasonable decision that's exciting uh, and the uh, CEO also said to HLTV, the new contract was created together with renowned lawyers. <laughs> and it's quite different from the oldest one. It's good to know that some renowned lawyers have written up this new uh, contract. Nothing like a bit of uh, infamy or perhaps um, publicity um, to really gauge the efficacy or the fairness of a, of a contract. Now, I think what people are really uh, a little bit concerned about is that five years just seems ridiculously excessive. Um, and one of the things that HLTV pointed out was that the uh, four-year contracts that Virtus Pro were signed to actually heralded the beginning of their slump. Perhaps they got a bit too comfortable. Um, but we are assured that there are a lot of goals and uh, bonuses and incentives for these guys to keep on playing the little hearts out, so who knows. They didn't do too well at the EPL Season 9 Finals, perhaps um, some of their uh, strats were found out. But anyway, Ago have released three players. Ago are, of course, the Polish team, and I think they've struggled somewhat recently. They came, I think, third in the Polish Championships recently. They have released PHR, SZ, Pero, and Kaper. I'm not sure how to pronounce those names, Spero, uh, until uh, they've released them today, actually. I think it is it's July 1st today. Yeah. Um... So they are now free agents, and a go are now down to Ferlin and Gruby. Gruby, I think, was in talks with joining Virtus Pro at some point, or perhaps he was with Virtus Pro. Anyway, uh, these guys might be looking to scoop up uh, Bialy's mixture. You could probably do worse than getting uh, Bialy and a couple of his mates back onto a go, bringing a bit of experience uh, back into the team. 
Now, let's get back to the uh, Oceanic region. We're going to get onto the NIP roster changes in a second. We'll just slam through these. Order have parted ways with Zeph. Charlie uh, Dodd, a.k.a. Zeph, has been removed from the active lineup after eight months with these guys. He joined after Liaz went to Renegades. So um, he was on the path. Uh, and those guys did a well, uh, did did okay at the beginning, and actually just won the ESL, uh, AU, and NZ championships, but have decided that uh, perhaps this isn't the right way to do it. Elmer Putty's been coaching those guys for a while now. It's um, it's a shame that they haven't done better. I think they got knocked out of the IM Chicago qualifiers recently. Um, also on the Oceanic region, the Chiefs team has been bought by Icon. Now, if you have been listening to the pod uh, recently, Icon. Um, announced uh, beginning of the of the year, I think it was January, January February, uh, a sort of a new conglomeration of what seemed like a, a bunch of uh, venture capitalists or um, actually quite old sort of money in some ways in in terms of Australian investments, Commonwealth Bank guys, part of it, um, some other sort of hedge fund group. These guys took over uh, Tainted Mines. Now, my cynicism at the time prompted me to speculate that uh, some of the players who left Tainted Minds shortly after, or one of them, actually, I should say, uh, because I've been corrected by the CEO of Icon, um, was part of basically Icon taking, cherry-picking some of the best players uh, and then um, moving on. And what I thought was going to happen has happened. They have moved on and bought Chiefs. But I've been assured that this is actually not part of the process. They weren't just discarding these players like Sydney Real Estate, which I was um, saying online, much to uh, the uh, drubbing I've just gotten from the CEO. Uh, it actually is, seems to be a process of sort of a conglomeration of perhaps what seems what, what could be unprofitable uh, or unsustainable Australian teams because the market's so small. Um and Chiefs now appear to be very happy with the fact that they've got a bit more backing. Uh, it's possible that Icon now can um, help them afford a bit better training facilities and salaries and hope, uh, help some of those boys give up some of the day jobs. I think we spoke to a few of them back at IEM a couple of years ago. And uh, from memory, more than one of them were keeping the wheels of Australian industry turning quite outside their CSGO career. So good luck to them. They're also doing uh, some what seems to be more esports introducing activities around Australia. I think it's good. Uh, if you recall, I went to the ESL, AU, and NZ championships um, recently. Not the last ones, but when I was in the country last year, and they're just—it just seemed like no one was kind of watching it, which is a shame because the uh, competition was put together very well, and the casters were doing a brilliant job. Let's move back to Europe because the Ninjas in Pajamas have announced a roster change. This is massive news, and I'm leaving it to the end here because it's just—it's just a monster. Dennis, of course, uh, had a bit of a break late last year, I think it was. Uh, wasn't feeling it in the team. It appears that that break was less down to Dennis um, perhaps being sick of CSGO and and maybe getting fed up with the team because he is being kicked out of the team and put out a twit longer which I will read now. He said as you've probably know I've already been dropped from, as you probably already know I've been dropped from the squad. The reason behind it is that we didn't click and it's just hard playing without an IGL. When there's no leader, there's too many question marks and that results in too many arguments, which has impact on the game itself. 
I believe this is best for both parties. I can find a new home where I'll fit better and hopefully play with a real IGL. So here's a bit of speculation for you because that's what I'm prone to. Dennis was sick of not having an IGL late last year. Probably said to management of NIP, work it out. Um, they didn't. He came back. I thought Lecro was leading the team. Obviously not. Uh, Dennis was obviously uh, brought in to lead the team when he came in and uh, decided to stop doing that, which was weird that he was brought into that anyway because he'd previously said he would never IGL again after Fnatic. Anyway, Dennis is out flapping in the wind again and uh, they have brought in Plopsky. Now, Plopsky was just playing with uh, Ancient um, and so NIP are once again snaffling uh, players out of the old Epsilon lineup and <laughs> leaving Draken without a teammate. Oh, poor dude. Um, Dennis, I think, uh, is a better player than he was showing on NIP. If you recall, before he was drafted by those guys, he did some standing in for, I think it was, well, he did a stand in for Astralis at the very first blast. And then I think he did a stand in uh, for someone like Heroic, perhaps. I forget. Anyway, his pistol play was definitely not what it used to be on that team, and nor was his fragging. He did have a bit of a resurgence once coming back. Perhaps he just said, fuck it, I'll play without an IGL and I'll just play for myself. Uh, that could have been the case, because I think he was actually... He did give an interview before he left, um, and there was some disgruntlement, I think, or some sort of passive aggression on the on the fact that he was supposed to be a sort of a, a support player in that team. Um, which was not in his nature. I mean, the dude's a hunter. How can you make him a support player? Anyway, part of the uh, NIP roster change that has also come to light in their announcement is that uh, Christopher Allison, a.k.a. GetRight, is going to be retiring. That's why it's time to play a little bit of victory music. Uh, Not victory music. How should I say it? I don't know. Feel-good music um, because this is an emotional time. They're going to they're gonna play with him until after the uh, Berlin style out of major, and then we'll actually get really emotional. But um, it's a shame that it's already happening. And I actually think it was yesterday or today, Jason O'Toole posted a photo of him at, at Get Right's retirement barbecue. So it's definitely happening. This is not just a PR statement. They're going to transition him to another role in the uh, team. We'll do a proper uh, send-off for him when it actually happens. Um, but for now... It's happening. It sucks. Uh, apparently, as well, Golden is being loaned to Ninjas in Pajamas f- f- by C9, by Cloud9, for the major. Now, of course, Cloud9 were knocked out in rather ignominious fashion. Uh, I did speculate 
maybe a couple of episodes ago where the Golden would end up back on Ninjas in Pajamas because obviously Cloud9 wasn't working out. Uh, they're looking for a, an IGL and have been for a while. And why not just recycle the, the, the um, trash of Fnatic? I don't mean to call Golden trash, but you know what I'm saying. Now, I don't think Plops- Plopsky is being used in this situation because uh, Ancient had a tilt at the minor, I believe. So I think it's actually great. It's a, It'll be a trial by fire for Golden, obviously. But um, if that's actually going to be who, they'd be who they're going to be using post-major, then why not? That's going to be a fun team to watch. Get Rice obviously going to have nothing to lose. In fact, the core is going to have nothing to lose. And they'll have an IGL for the first time in a while. Uh, let's move on to the EPL Season 9 Finals. So ESL Pro League Season 9 was won last week by Liquid. They beat G2 in the Grand Finals and won themselves $250,000 cash. This was a, an incredible final. Not least because G2 seemingly have come out of nowhere in the past two or three months. Um, but also because Liquid have ascended to a level that, uh, I don't know, it feels like even Astralis didn't have quite the level of confidence when they were at the, the top of their game um, in some ways. Uh, what we saw, I think, on G2's behalf was a lot more motivation from Shocks. We saw it building in DreamHack Dallas. We saw Amanek feeling pumped. And I think that led to Kenny S getting his motivation back. I speculate perhaps that uh, it could be that Vitality's recent success are the ones that have inspired G2. I think very little happens in a vacuum. If you go back to Paris, let's say 100 years ago now, you would see a bunch of uh, Parisian painters all inspiring each other and in turn creating uh, several people we know as geniuses today and several art movements at the same time. I reckon um, the old super team saw Vitality becoming the new super team and decided that uh, they could do it again as well. Now, MVP for this tournament was Elise. He had a rating of 1.29 for the entire tournament. He went absolutely ham. Twists uh, went absolutely ham. And what I was talking about in terms of the confidence of Liquid, these guys were so aggressive and outrageous in their confidence their aim was just insane now they didn't have the they still didn't have the sort of highly polished uh statistics based play that Australis had they just had absolute massive <laughs> massive balls and i've uh, i've uh, criticized a lot of stewie 2k's plays uh in the last six months i guess of him joining liquid and i think he's been responsible for some of their failures or how should I say, near, near you know, nearly chokes. Um, but it appears that all of the team has sort of taken on his big balls mentality and it appears to be working very well as well. Uh, it seems like all they needed to do was be crowned the best team in the world and they've started to act like it. I still think they've got somewhat of a PR problem. Um, there's something... There's a there's a component of likability that, I, in my opinion, that's missing from that team. Although Nitro holds the uh, torch quite well these days, uh, this has been one of the Intel Grand Slam events that they needed to win to uh, net them net themselves a million dollars. So they've won three out of four. They only need one more event now. They have Cologne in a couple of days and IM Chicago shortly after that to do it. It's looking pretty good. Um, 
What else happened at this? Uh, well, I guess one of the big stories at this was that uh, Australis were popped out. In fact, they were popped out by NRG. Um, and NRG, of course, were playing with Daps for the very last time. Apparently, they were practicing in between their matches with Stan, so that was kind of weird. A photo did surface at some point of uh, Daddy Daps just pugging by himself, <laughs> playing some D-match by himself. <coughs> well, I guess his team was off practicing with Stan. Uh, so props to him. He actually did quite well as well. And it just goes to show that uh, when a performance like this happens from NRG, this is one of the issues. Uh, uh, sorry, one of the issues is, is most likely the uh, player mentality and pressure and that it was probably getting to this team uh, because when the pressure's off, you've got nothing to lose and you probably play how you should be playing, you know, closer to your natural ceiling. Still focused, but without the pressure. That's why I think um, it's going to be fun to watch ninjas in pajamas at the major because they've got nothing to lose now, uh, especially Monsieur Get Right. Now, some of the other teams in the semis who had some performances of note were uh, Mouse Sports, of course. They came fourth after NRG. So it was Liquid G2, NRG, and Mouse Sports. Pretty good showing for them, of course. Uh, old mate Carrigan beat his former team, FaZe. Actually kind of drubbed them around. These are also This is also a team who are playing pretty big balls right now, especially Voxic. He had an amazing series against Liquid. Uh, the team were obviously beaten by Liquid in the semis, but um, he put up an absolutely bananas performance. If those guys can really get their cohesion together... They're going to be dangerous, but I think the it was the matchup against Liquid that definitely showed them up for uh, some of the holes that they've got still uh, in their team play. Um, FaZe, like I said, were beaten by Mouse Sports. Not the greatest showing for them either. It uh, doesn't appear like their confidence is too high right now or something about their comfort levels. I'm not quite sure. Neo's going to be playing with these guys still for ESL 1 Cologne, so it appears the trial will continue. Australis, as I said, uh, they had some victories in this tournament, but something's something's wrong. They're making mistakes they, sh- they shouldn't be making that they didn't used to make. Perhaps their confidence has been rattled. ESL 1 Cologne might be where they bring it back, but we will see because we're going to get Natus Vincere uh, happening there as well. Uh, in, the, in terms of the last few mentions of EPL Season 9, MRBR continued to disappoint. Fnatic continued to struggle, which, uh, I don't know, watch this space. That could make them a dangerous uh, team in the next, <laughs> in the uh, upcoming tournaments. Cloud9 actually did better than expected. They uh, won one best of three. <laughs> um, North did worse than we were expecting. Tyloo, Greyhound, Detona, and Luminosity all got banged out pretty hard. Now, ESO 1 Cologne is coming up in two days' time. We're actually less than that right now as of recording this podcast. This is going to be one of the most stacked tournaments this year and probably the best tournament we've had for quite some time because we're going to have Liquid, Na'Vi, FaZe, Furia, NRG, Renegades, Mouse Sports, and MVP PK in Group A. Group B is going to be Astralis, MIBR, Vitality, Ents, Heroic, Nip, Fnatic, and Big. So this is going to be an absolute cracker. Of course, this tournament is now Liquids to lose. I think the only way these guys will lose it is if their confidence... Uh, maybe gets too 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 much maybe they've been celebrating too much they haven't been prepping as much and we get a team that's a little more careful uh we did see their confidence run away with them when was it a couple of tournaments ago 
and they started to lose, I think it was against FaZe, perhaps, on Dust 2 or something. They just got a little bit too... Uh, oh, no, it was on Nuke. They got a little bit too happy-go-lucky. Mouse Sports, perhaps. I think it was Mouse Sports, actually, at EPL. Um, and so it could be that Astralis have the uh, the calm gameplay that's going to bring these guys down. I don't see Mouse Sports being better than Liquid at this tournament. Na'Vi is going to be the big question mark because they obviously have Boomich now uh, in replacement for Edward. And it appears that Boomich and Zeus have a bit of a bromance cooking, uh, which is really fun. If you haven't been to Zeus's Instagram yet, I suggest you check it out. He's basically got like boot camp videos of Boomich doing sit-ups and all sorts of uh, things like that. Um, It appears he's found a co-conspirator for his content creation. That'll obviously be the return of Simple for quite some time. It feels like ages since we've seen him on the server. FaZe, I don't think um, they're not looking confident in any way, shape, or form. Furia have found had their tricks found out, so I don't see them doing anything too big. NRG will, of course, be debuting with Stan. Stan is one of those IGLs who, if memory serves, is likes to take his time and... Uh, likes to speak in interviews about you know needing three more months to really feel confident with the team so i don't see those guys doing too much this will be the return of renegades after a boot camp in europe and a couple of weeks off um these guys could do an upset in fact these guys might have the sort of calm gameplay that could beat liquid if they really take their time and do their anti-stratting well because they're um as is a pretty calm igl so I think keep an eye on those guys. Uh, MVP PK are, of course, the definite underdogs in Group A. And I don't expect them to do too much. They may uh, pick up an upset against someone like um, NRG, perhaps. Group B, uh, the favorites are, of course, Astralis, Vitality, and Ents. MIBR now playing with Lucas1. I think the only way they're going to do get any victories under the belt is if they just if they haven't really had enough time with him and throw caution to the wind and just play absolutely 100% loose, they might actually do something here. Vitality, uh, these guys are really hardworking and they've got better strats than we thought they did, at least that I did uh, about six months ago. So they could actually do something, but I don't really feel like they um, are as consistent perhaps as as the other teams. Enser, of course... um, Still somewhat darlings of the scene, although I think they've been on a bit of a slide for a while. Perhaps all that uh, year of grinding to get themselves in the spotlight took its toll. Uh, Heroic actually had quite a good showing at the EPL Season 9 Finals. They didn't kind of place that well, but in terms of what we expect from them, I thought they were looking better than the usual uh, form. As I had a little convo on um, Reddit recently regarding uh, NATO Safix, if, if you recall, NATO was brought in to be the orper. He has now, now uh, relinquished the orp to Esetag, so it appears that um, he wasn't really performing un- up to scratch. I didn't think that NATO was really that top level of player. I thought what um, uh, probably the reason they got him in was for mentality. He seems like a really positive guy. And so I don't think this is necessarily like a bad sign for him or the team. I think they've probably just gone, you know what, this is not the type of orping we need. Stick around because you're great to have on the team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what those guys do, actually. This could be 
Freiburg's last ride. Uh, NIP, of course, we're looking forward to them having fun. Fnatic, as I said, might be a bit of a cornered dog here. JW dismissed any speculations about roster changes recently, I think, in an interview or a tweet longer or something. Um, but I think if those guys lose this one, maybe the next one, they'll be looking at do a little shuff shuff as well. Big, of course... <clears throat> Haven't really had uh, much of a presence on the scene since last year so on Cologne. Now, whether or not that was the sort of home crowd factor that perhaps might have been why G2 played recently uh, quite well at uh, Montpellier um, remains to be seen. Big, uh, I just don't know anything about them right now. They've had so many changes and so many struggles. I think Astralis uh, are still, despite their little slump recently, probably the favorites to win this. Who knows where they're going to go, what's going to happen here. But this is going to be a fun tournament. Um, That's about it for the news this week. As I said, I'm not really going to talk about life uh, right now. What has happened, though, since I uh, sent out a little um, call for help last step is that we've had two volunteers now for the news, which is fantastic. Uh, One of the OGs of the podcast listenership, Gabriel G, or Gaby G, as you all know him, or the uh, the G Daddy, as he's affectionately known to his parents. He's volunteered, as has Glyn. Um, I don't know if I'll say his last name, because or her, actually. I don't know whether it's a female or a male. But anyway, we've got two volunteers for the news now, so hopefully these parties can come out a little bit more regularly and a little bit more smoothly, like a smooth peanut butter. If you want to get in touch, you can email the truth at thetruthcsgo.com. You can... Uh, Send me an abusive tweet at the truth CSGO. There's a Discord uh, um, on there. And actually, this is cool. I'm back in Australia now. I have my PC back. So I can actually play some Counter Strike. So if you want to have a little um, competitive, get in touch. Um, join the Discord. And uh, we do have a little uh, channel in there for playing, for matchmaking. So join that, and um, we can be Steam friends. And you can join in some non-toxic uh, <laughs> matchmaking. I will. I will say I haven't played for about six months, so you'll probably be carrying and/or having your uh, ELO dragged down. But if you're willing to put up with that, um, join in because I'm going to get back in the server. All right. In the meantime, uh, before the next episode, I hope you enjoy the game and enjoy ESL One Cologne.